Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. This is Garage Logic Podcast number 137. April 12, 2019. 83 was the record high on this day in Garage Logic in eight, I'm sorry, in 1968, and 12 degrees in 1940. Ice outs on this day. For White Bear, 1949, 1959, 1985. For Minnetonka, 1908, 1927, 1943, 1954, and And now... From the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Hi, how are you? Corey Peters writes, love the podcast. As someone who hasn't lived in Minnesota since 08, first I was in Ireland, now Oregon, the new podcast isn't much of a change for me. However, you fellas seem to be adapting to the format well. Keep it up. As someone who was not a card-carrying member of the Church of Climate Change, I do want to point out how someone of that belief might use your Lake Minnetonka ice-out data to bolster their faith. You have mentioned the average ice-out date hasn't changed. Well, this is only true when you look at all the dates as a whole. If you break down the averages by decades, the average ice-out date for Lake Minnetonka has changed. To save us from your math calculations, allow me to break this down for you. And all he did is come up with the average for decades. Uh, in the 1890s, April 15th, uh, and then in the 1900s, April 14th, uh, in the 1910s, April 12th, and so on. But And, and so what he is saying is, an acolyte of Al Gore could do this by decade and say, boy, it's getting earlier. It's getting earlier, mm-hmm. which doesn't make any difference because when you take it as the whole, the ice out date remains Overall. April 14th. Okay. And then they'd have to explain to me 1857, May 4, and 2018, May 4. Okay. But, uh, but he's right. I mean, uh, an acolyte could seize upon the data and twist it. We don't want that. Yeah, we want get, facts. I got too much stuff today. Got a lot on my mind. Yeah, we well, have, we have some here. audio for you today that's uh, really something. Okay. There's a tease. Well, let's Stick do around, one, folks. Let's, let's do one right now. <laughs> that was the same explanation Rook gave the other day about the telescope you had at the U of M. Exactly. Saw a lot of stuff. Wow. Well, let's let's Which let's, one, Brad? Let's do uh let's do John Kerry. All right. And this is John Kerry as a senator. In 2006, now you have to keep that date in mind, 2006. Okay, 2006, this is Senator Kerry addressing... On the floor of the Senate, and okay. he's very worried about the planet. Okay. Yep. Senator from Oklahoma, Senator Inhofe, uh, has made some comments on the floor of the Senate that are either wrong on the facts, or I think 
wrong in terms of the judgment politically. 2006. I wish he were really up to uh, state-of-the-art with respect to the science like you, huh, on global climate change. You have sea ice, which is melting at a rate that the Arctic Ocean now increasingly is exposed. In five years, scientists predict we will have the first ice-free Arctic summer. That exposes more ocean to sunlight. Ocean is dark. It consumes more of the heat from the sunlight, which then accelerates the rate of, of, the, of the melting and warming rather than the ice sheet yep. and the snow that used to reflect it back up into the atmosphere. Fool me once. What? Yep. It made no sense, but the, the point of it is that... Did you give the date on that? I was listening to It was to 2006. It. And, uh, June 25th, 2009. I'm sorry, 2009. June 25th. Uh, nine and five is what? So he said 14? by 2013, yeah. we're going to be ice-free. Yeah, well, that didn't happen. Uh, wow. Have you noticed the? Uh, have you noticed a tint of brown on our snowfall? Mm-hmm. Prior to being told what it was, I wondered. I also had to be told what it was because I didn't really notice it. But it's uh, it's from a sandstorm or a dirt storm in New Mexico. Oh, I thought it was Texas. Texas, New Mexico. Same it's thing. Close enough. Yeah, they're right all there. Zip you in, can zip get them. They're down there. You know what it is? It's right there. It's right. And then also, there well, are wait, wait a minute. Wait, that's it. I don't have any more to talk about oh, on okay. that. I just, it's <laughs> okay. just some dust on the... I was all set for a conversation the about it. There's, well, no, th- there's no conversation about it. And the one thing that I will appreciate about that, I watched a lot of weather yesterday, being home with two young men. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not one of the local weather people, oh yeah, not one of the local weather people presented it with hysteria. They said, this is what happens. Yeah, it's just You know a, what? Air comes up from down little there. little color there. Now, there's also photos I was looking at of uh, pollen over the Durham, North Carolina area. Mm-hmm. And remember, that can constitute a racist attack. Yes, very you know, much so. If you get that That's pollen right. on your car, that could, be, uh, that could be some uh, bad person uh, inciting racism. <laughs> yes. Stacy, the GL geologist, weighs in. What's she got? 4.6 off the coast of Northern California. She calls that a decent size Effort and then also 6.8 in Sulawesi, Indonesia. Large rumbler for Indonesia, our geologist notes. Okay. And then you'll recall our. uh, What? Raku was the guest host on GL years back that went through about. 70 things of uh, prep material in the first segment of the show. Because that's and what. And had nothing left. <laughs> and then it was just. <laughs> okay, what do we do now? Well, we got another two hours to fill. Well, this, is, um, this is the opposite of that. I've got a, I've got too much stuff. Right. Slow down there, Buckaroo. We'll, uh, you know. Let's walk down there and grab them all. I got, I got you know, I got stuff. I got let's not run this? down there and grab one. Let's walk down and grab them all, okay? What are you talking about? That's the cow joke. That's the, the that's bull. The, the bull and the cow joke. Should we run I, down there and grab one? No, I don't think now so. Let's no. walk down and grab them all. Uh, Mike writes, Joe, I was working at home due to the storm yesterday and had a bit of a dilemma. It was my turn to cook dinner. And since my uh, wife and I were both stuck at home, I had to use what was available without going outside. I decided to fire up the grill and make us a nice dinner. What does he mean, I had to use what was available without going outside? Maybe he means without going to the store, because he fires up his grill, which was outside. In the process, I wondered how long this heavy snow would take to melt off my charbroil. 
That must mm-hmm. be his brand new yeah, drill. Right. Uh, usually it's only a couple of minutes, but this snow seemed different. If you look at the three picks I sent, uh, one at zero minutes, one at 10 minutes, and one at 30 minutes, you can see what I mean. The snow had an orangish tint to it that I later learned from the local news stations was from dust swept up from the Texas panhandle as the storm moved north. You can clearly see it in the picks. This unusual phenomenon, along with the heavy nature of the snow, led to an unprecedented lag time and melting not seen since the dawn of me buying this grill. I should mention it is direct tied to my natural gas lines so that it may have been a factor as well. Anyway, by the time I got to 30 minutes, I was ready to grill, uh, although some snow still remained. My dilemma is this. As you can see from the last picture, I had to boil my brats before I put them on the grill. Do you know anywhere I can get brats that have a lower fat content so I can put them directly on the grill without pre-boiling them? Thank you. Why do people make this so easy for oh, me? I wish I, wish I could Why think of Why do people one? make this mm. so easy for me? Mm. you got to get to Grunhofer's, Mike, in Hugo off Highway 61, 130 Lean pork brats. You don't need to boil any fat off these. They're homemade right there by Spencer oh. Grunhofer and his crew of meat cutters. It's been they've been getting a rave response, and you'll understand why when you get to the store and stare into those coolers of 130 different brats. Also, uh, chicken brats, old-fashioned meats, steaks cut the way you want, bacon cut the way mm-hmm. you want, uh, beef strips cut the way you want. It's Easter coming up next Sunday. There's only one way to have ham, double-smoked ham. Yeah, Kenny stole that from the refrigerator. So, by the way, I take one day off, and that's the day they decide to bring the double-smoked ham to the studio. You missed a big, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful meat at uh, Grunhofer's. They'll tell you how to prepare it, too. Uh, And as I said, you could put together your own bracket with 130 different broad flavors. But it's uh, double-smoked hams for Easter. It's on Highway 61. Uh, in Hugo, you can't miss it. Uh, you tell them uh, that GL sent you. You're going to enjoy it tremendously. Mm. Uh, I was glad to hear the interview with Professor Rudnick on the show April 10th. He did a fantastic job of explaining the black hole. I graduated with an astrophysics degree from the U nearly 12 years ago, and I did take a class from Professor Rudnick. Shortly after graduating, I moved to Hawaii to start working at the Submillimeter Array, which is one of the telescopes involved with these observations. It took 10 years of attempts to refine the process and add another telescope to get the data that was released today. It also took nearly two years to process data to get the result. I'd like to make a correction to your discussion on light years. Reavers was correct with the definition of a light year, but then things got off track. A light light year is around 6 trillion miles, but it also takes light one year to go that far. Ah. The sun is far enough away that it takes eight and a half minutes for the light to go from the surface of the sun to Earth. The nearest star is just over four, uh, four light years away, so it takes four years for the light from that star to reach us. The light collected from that black hole left 55 million years ago. Space is so vast, it takes light a long time to go anywhere, yet I can watch the twins play a quarter away around the planet with virtually no delay. Let me know if you have any other space and related questions. I'd be happy to answer them. It was good to hear the ruling on garage door openers and carports. Seeing as it is almost 70 here every day, I'm going to need to buy a lot more beer. Good luck, Ryan. Wow. 
Hawaii I sounds pretty reach. good right now. I love it? the reach of GL. By the way, a new Greg Holcomb cartoon. Oh, man. Really? Uh, <laughs> Who is it? Who gets it? Pull it up, bro. Who's on it? GarageLogic.com. Go to the features page. And the drop-down menu is GL Comics. He's featuring the new Amy Klobuchar dining tool, what we call a comb. <laughs> and uh, it's just wonderful. He has a lot of fun with this stuff. And he is uh, the Garage Logic podcast artist in residence. He's also the creator of the map of Garage Logic in Gumption County. He did all of the illustrations for the book, Garage Logic, a companion guide to life in the radio town. And uh, he just has more fun. You can shake a stick in on this thing. This one is uh, Amy <laughs> with one of our favorite characters, Cousin Eddie, oh, from sure. the Christmas yeah, Vacation. Klobuchar presidential campaign, for some reason, stops at Cousin Eddie's trailer. <laughs> A little debate. God, he's good. A little debate de- develops about the use of a comb. Oh yeah, and she is just chowing. Mm-hmm. I'll just go ahead and lick it off. But I love how he says, "Don't get rid of that comb when you're done." That's a family heirloom. Oh yeah, you got to have that. Uh, just well done, Greg. Well done. All right, we're going to be back. Hang in there. Lots to come. A lot of audio. You're going to want to hear. Are you ready for a different point of view? Say, this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. I'm here, as always, to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, what you should be doing with your retirement dollars. But, of course, you do have to give me a call at 952-925-5608. With much market volatility on the horizon, you're going to need some help. So give me a call at 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice from me. Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. I'm here to help you personally set your portfolio to deal with this upcoming volatility. So make a point to give me a call for a no cost, no obligation, 48 minute review at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. Is that your second pencil? Or is that the one you just brought in? The one I just brought in. Hey, Mike says he's asking for a friend. Right. Does occasional cortex get any points in GL for being a bit of a babe? No. No. I don't even think she's a bit of a babe, to tell you the truth. Well, by Pelosi standards, I guess she (laughs) is. But Pelosi, in fairness to Nancy, is 79. And he was and, uh, asking for a friend? An occasional part-time cortex is only about 20. Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> okay, no, Mike. No, you Mike. She mic. doesn't get any doesn't get any points whatsoever. Plus, you know how we have the hot crazy matrix? You know, a 10 hot is, equals a whatever crazy. Right. Yeah. She's on we we need to create one for the hot dumb matrix. She's some she's but she's the no-go zone. Oh, because she's crazy. Yeah, right. She's crazy. Mm-hmm. She's the warn no-go that guy zone. She's been dating that you got to be careful here. I don't uh I don't uh, consider her anything except the no-go zone. Uh, I want to intersperse lightness with darkness today uh, because uh, the audio you're about to hear, I'm going to consider lightness even though it involves an unfortunate family situation in a Walmart in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And uh, I'm going to give you the names even though the news anchor uh, does them. Uh, The story is, uh, and this was posted April 11th, that's today, 
uh, last night, which would have been the night of April. Your 12th is today. Well, today's the 12th. I'm sorry. Uh, This was posted yesterday in Eau Claire. Uh, and it was. It made the. It made. It made Can we just? <laughs> it, <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with it. It made the this? news uh, in Eau Claire, uh, and it involves uh, an incident uh, which would have been Wednesday night, April 10th, at a Walmart. Uh, and it involved a woman named Lisa Smith, yep. who's 46, uh, and her son Benny Van, who's 25, and uh, Lisa's dog Bo. A woman and her son were arrested after causing problems at the Eau Claire Walmart. Police say between the two of them, there were dismantled store displays, stripping in front of customers, and karate moves in the parking lot. What? Eau Claire police say at about 8.30 last night, they were called to the store because a woman and her dog were shoplifting. When they got there, they found 46-year-old Lisa Smith screaming and tried to catch her dog, Bo. Police say Smith was dismantling store displays until staff asked her to leave when she went to the parking lot to do karate moves until she was arrested. (laughs) Bo, the dog, had grabbed a box of cornbread mix and tried to leave. As it turns out, Smith's 25-year-old son, Benny Van, was also in the store. Police say he had stripped naked and exposed himself to customers, pulled new clothes from the racks, then tried to run over a police officer with his scooter when he was taken into custody. Smith was arrested on three charges. Van was arrested on three as well. Police say Bo, the dog, was given a warning for stealing the corn. Given a warning. The dog, what? The dog took a box of cornbread mix. <laughs> you know, a couple of years ago. Look at her. She's 46, and the poor woman looks like yeah. she's 90. Meth is a powerful, powerful yeah. drug. It's, uh, I'm not laughing at these two individuals. I'm laughing at the, the absurdity. Just the, uh, yeah. It was plump full of what the hell? So a couple of years Should ago. we save this for John's file? You're, yeah. you're inside so. my head yeah. because years ago we had the hearing aid story, which yeah. to us is the king. This has got to be close to that. I think this tops the hearing aid Because it includes the dog. Well, it includes, for uh, apropos of nothing, uh, this gal going out in the parking lot and pretending she's doing karate. Was she any good? She does at... not look capable of physical movement. Just, so you're not seeing a, a swift uh, a punch. You're not seeing a good follow through. Yeah. Oh I better God. save that for Yeah, I think uh, you yeah. should. I, I think you definitely that. should. And what's better is it's it's being offered in such a serious tone by the responsible Eau Claire uh, news anchor. Yeah, he was really, he delivered very straight. Mm-hmm. I would have been laughing at the I think he story. did a professional job. Yes. yes, he did. I wouldn't have been able to do that. He got his line in at the end. The dog received a warning. <laughs> what happened? Ruff. Where's poor Bo going to go? Oh, that's a These good two point. screwballs probably went off to the Husko. Right. Uh, okay, so that leaves one piece of audio left that you're not going to want to miss uh, because it involves Ilhan Omar. And uh, I'm not ready to begin talking about her yet. Do you know how windy it was yesterday? How windy, how windy was it? I want a little more enthusiasm. I'll start again. Here we go. It was really windy yesterday. How windy was it? <laughs> Bert writes, Joe, I think I just witnessed a case of nature losing touch with nature. Gazing out the kitchen window, I noted a local squirrel sitting atop the neighbor's fence. Nothing odd except that it was very windy. I thought to myself, that little dumpster gerbil is going to get blowed off his perch. And sure enough, there he went flying backwards with his little rodent arms splayed out, just like in the movies. I don't know what happened to him as I doubled over laughing, but I suspect Rocky's okay. Maybe next time he will lick his little squirrel finger and stick it in the air to check the wind. Also, you are correct to make peace with crows. 
I have an uncle who nearly drove himself around the bend trying to scare off the wily beasts. Took a decade, but he's taking a live and let live approach. I've got a long piece from Jessica, too. I don't know if I'll get to it today, but she provided me some information to help me develop a relationship with the crow. Hmm. And I'm right. They bring you gifts. And she's received pen caps, string, buttons, a key, pine cones, pebbles, a shell, scraps of bark, a small paintbrush, pieces of fabric, a piece of bread, and a zip tie. That's hmm. a that's she, a frisky little crow. And oh, yes. she said the, the key to her success, I think, uh, isn't this my little GL girl's mom? Hannah? Jessica, yeah. Yes. Uh, I think she, uh, w- w- the secret to her success has been uh, suet. What's that? Fat. Suet. Oh, yeah, oh, oh. Yeah. I'm going to save that, too, to read. Suet. So I can develop my, uh, she said, I'm going to get nowhere with. Uh, you were mentioning the wind. I'm going to get yesterday. nowhere with sunflower seeds. Perfect snowball weather yesterday, correct? So we had oh, yeah. all the kids, you know, in the backyard, we're having a big snowball fight with all the neighbor kids, and the little guy tries to throw one at me. Mm-hmm. Right in the wind, came right back. Oh! That's <laughs> like when they tried to get rid of the ashes in, uh, <laughs> Lebowski. in the big Lebowski. <laughs> Threw him up in the wind and got the dude right in the, right in the face. Right. Say, you know this weather's not going to last. I am not. I've decided. I did make my own judgment. What did you not, do? I'm not practicing any space management. You didn't lay a, lay just, down a blade even on steps? Just driving over it. I'm not touching it. I'm done. It's going to be gone by Sunday. No, no, but it'll I, be gone by Tuesday. I'm maybe. at the driveway. The driveway will be cleared by Saturday. I'm not doing it. So my point yeah. is because spring is coming, and, and I'd rather get in touch with DennisKirk.com. Hell yeah. Go through their website. Check out the motorcycle parts. DennisKirk.com is your first and best choice for motorcycle parts, accessories, apparel. They're located here in Minnesota. They have more than 160,000 motorcycle products in stock. You don't need to look anywhere else. They're ready to ship today. They carry all the best brands, Vance & Hines, Dunlop, S&S, Saddleman, Drag Specialties in Kuriak, and that name's just a few. $89 orders ship free. And they pay return shipping on helmet and apparel products. So you walk in and say, how does this look? She doesn't like it? They send it back. Dennis Kirk will take care of you. Nice. DennisKirk.com. Order by 8 p.m. today and get it tomorrow. Do you recall uh, we were uh, talking about the... Uh, the airline CEO who uh, behaved himself like a man. Yes. Uh, the American United. Airlines CEO. And here's a guy. Uh, here's a guy with his own version of that story. Wait a minute. I just had it. Uh, never mind. I can't find it. Does he have? Uh, Where in the hell is it? What was his story? That uh, he's got more inside data on that. It's a great story. Why don't I have it? Uh, it's a great story. Why don't I have it? That's John. That's the stuff Let's I'm. Grow. That's the stuff I'm saving for height. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Yeah. Here it is. <laughs> Boy, folks, if you could see him <laughs> oh, here. All right. We got, you know, got a lot of stuff. You know, he's such a, he's such a bad I, waiter. I, yes. He can't even mind. wait for himself. You know he what he can't needs? even wait for himself. He I, needs another chair. How, how did that, yeah. what did I do there? What, what did that uh, do It must have been waiting? stuck. It must have been stuck to the other one was, after Hannah. stuck to the Hannah's filing uh, system Jessica's. you got there. Well, I, look at the desk room. <laughs> right. Well, you can push things away. Why don't you just be quiet? Just let's let me, talk about that. Just Texas let me watch dust. What the hell? hell? What is going on? What's brown? How windy is it's it? It's not brown. Tim writes on yesterday's podcast, you read a story about a flight attendant who accidentally dumped a tray of drinks on Doug Parker, the CEO of American Airlines. It reminded me one of, of my funniest travel stories. A few years ago, I was at the airport waiting to fly home to Minnesota. 
After a particularly grueling business trip, I was at my gate waiting to board and decided to go to the counter to see if they had any seats available with better legroom. As I handed my ID and boarding pass to the attendant, her eyes grew large and she said, I don't need your ID. I know exactly who you are. This surprised me, so I asked who she thought I was. She didn't answer. She simply said, is this part of that undercover boss TV show? Oh, my God. I still had no idea what she was talking about. She leaned in and whispered, you're Doug Parker, our CEO. I insisted this was not true as other American uh, American Airlines employees gathered around. Well, to make a long story short, I could not convince them that I was not Doug Parker. (laughs) I tried. So she and the flight crew were amazingly nice to me for the entire flight, lavishing me with an excellent seat, free everything, nonstop attention. I've never received the royal treatment before, but this must be what it's like. When I got home, I Googled Doug Parker, and he is without a doubt my doppelganger. We could pass as identical twins. And he said, you, you may not have heard of Undercover Boss. Actually, I have. That's where the boss of Burger King gets a job flipping yep. burgers yep. and yeah. checks on everybody. Undercover Boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> P.S. I heard Dana Carvey, the comedian, uh, state the following on his comedy special and thought you might like the line. He said, capitalism is like the Apple Store. Socialism is like the DMV. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Why did assessment. he... So he, he he had no affiliation with the airline whatsoever, as no, you stated. He's just a guy. Why wouldn't he ride that out? Yeah. I'm yeah gonna, actually, I'm going to need another uh, Windsor. I'm going to put my ID away here. <laughs> right. You better bring out the Woodford for the CEO. Well, you know why? Because he's a GLer. That's he was, true. He was honest. And he said, okay, I, I'm not him. Yeah, you're playing undercover boss, aren't you? Yeah, but I'll take the free stuff. Let's keep it going. Keep it, keep it rolling in, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's never happened to me. Uh... I don't look like no, any no. airline executive. No, you don't look like an airline executive. No. But remember the um, the bum on the street said you looked like uh, Jack Nicholson? Yeah. I mean, that, is that a claim I, to I fame? I don't think or? it's charitable of you to refer to that fellow as the bum on the street. He, he was being rather complimentary of me, and I, I, I think that you could be kinder than to say bum on the street. What was that worth? What did that cost you? A hondo? I think a five. I think it was just a five. Okay. Yeah. You could have picked somebody younger. Brad Pitt, and you got yourself a 20, bro. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to get to it, folks. I don't know how long it'll take, but I'm prepared to get to it. It's the talk of the country. <laughs> We're going to talk about Ilhan Omar when we return. Garage Logic would like to give a tip of the cap to a Minnesota company that is celebrating their 100-year anniversary. Hail to Jefferson Lines. That's right. In 1919, Jefferson Lines started providing Minnesota communities bus transportation, earning a reputation of quality, service, and innovation at affordable prices. That same reputation continues today, like being one of the first companies to offer free Wi-Fi on every single bus. You can kick back and still listen to GL on your trip. Head to jeffersonlines.com to book your trip today. Wherever you're headed in Minnesota or throughout the Midwest, good luck. Jefferson Lines, your number one bus experience for 100 years. And here's to 100 more. Truth, Justice, and the Suture. I would imagine that uh, Euphorians, Mysterians, and people who live in Liberal Lakes and Diversityville are, uh, I would imagine, highly critical of me uh, for my uh, interest 
in Ilhan Omar, who represents the 5th Congressional District, having literally come from nowhere uh, to this political ascendancy. And the reason I'm interested is because we don't know who she is. Okay. That would be my contention. I knew who Norm Coleman was. I knew who Paul Wellstone was. I know who uh, Amy Klobuchar is. I, I know who uh, Tim Walls is. Dayton. I know. I knew very well who Mark Dayton was. Tina Smith we're still working on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Tina. Uh, I contend that... Uh, Given the nature of identity politics, uh, Ilhan Omar was essentially given a, a free from scrutiny pass, free from scrutiny mm-hmm. uh, by most particularly the the most principal local news gathering organizations, chief among them the Star Tribune, mm-hmm. and then I would I would throw in Care Eleven and WCCO and KSTP and Fox Nine. Uh, because this was uh, in the template of the news gathering business and in the template of a politically divided country, uh, she most perfectly fit an agenda. Uh, she could have she was a first first Somalian, uh, black, uh, Muslim, female. Uh, she she checked off all the boxes, but but that doesn't excuse the fact that I contend, this is just me personally, and I do not wish her harm. I think that's a foul thing to happen in this country. I agree with you. It's, uh, but, but I contend we don't know who she is. Well, then today, there's a headline in the uh, Star Tribune. Uh, I believe it was on uh, the Metro cover. Omar faces heat from right, from the right, on comments, over comment on 9-11 attacks. Oh why Why would it only be the right who would, would question her comments? And Wouldn't fact, any reasonable soul question yes, her comments? Right. You would think that her own party would see this and say, hey, you, they've already, they've already uh, d- done that. Remember oh. when, uh, from, from a couple of months Pelosi ago. Pelosi dialed her back on Israel. Exactly. No, she is turning this criticism of her remark about 9-11, she is turning it into the insistence that she has been victimized by racism. She she is playing the victim, Mm -hmm. and she insists that her remarks, you want to play them once more, that the original remarks from the CARE conference in Los Angeles, uh, she's insisting that her remarks have been taken out of context, I don't know how. They're, they're not being taken out of context. I'm leading up to an, another piece of audio that you're, you're going to find, I think, instructive. And I'm trying to present this as uh, oh, intellectually as I can. I'm trying to. I'm not heated about this. I'm. I'm fascinated that no reporting was done about this woman. Some left-leaning or left-minded people have taken um, other people to task, saying. You did not listen to the entire story. Because they recognized that some people did something. All right. That's not taken out of context. That's what she said. She, at, at at the very least, you would have to say that that is an extraordinarily flippant remark. Yes. 3,000 innocent people died that day. And she attributes that to some people 
did something. And now when she faces a challenge to those remarks, when she faces a little pushback on those remarks, people essentially saying, hey, lady, uh, you got to treat that far more seriously than right. something that some people did something. And her immediate response is always to play the I'm a Muslim woman. Right. She does that every single time. Well, and she's now joined by Representative Rashida Tlaib from Michigan. Uh, she's the foul-mouthed uh, uh, right. new Muslim representative who said they were going to impeach the the MFR. bleeper bleeper yeah. Trump, and she said that in front of her 10-year-old kid or whatever it was. She's a classy dame. Uh, Rashida Tlaib defended Representative Ilhan Omar from what she said is racist and unfair criticism of the Minnesota freshman lawmakers' recent remarks about the September 11, 2001 attacks. On Thursday, the New York Post ran a scathing cover condemning Omar's attacks, and she also faced criticism from lawmakers and the public. The Post cover showed a devastating photo of the Twin Towers' destruction and wrote, Here's your something, 2,977 people dead by terrorism. Tlaib said that Omar's remarks were taken out of context. No, they weren't. Nope. Not at all. No. So Tlaib needs pushback, too. Uh, Ms. Tlaib, Representative Tlaib, uh, no, they're not being taken out of context. Uh, during an MSNBC appearance, Tlaib was asked if Omar should have worded her, rem- uh, worded her remarks more carefully. Uh, they do that all the time, especially women of color. They take our words out of context because we speak truth to power, Tlaib said. No, you're lying, uh, lady. You're, you're, if you're not lying... You are purposely making yourself blind to the truth, right. which was there was nothing uh, taken out of context, nor did Dan Crenshaw incite any ill will towards her. Uh, uh, no one has, and no one should. No one should because, A, that's evil <laughs> and criminal, mm-hmm. and B, it strengthens uh, it strengthens a woman about whom we know nothing. My sister, Tlaib said, my sister, Ilhan Omar, when she was talking about was uplifting people by supporting their civil liberties and civil rights, Tlaib said. She has always condemned any strategy, especially of a person directly impacted by a refugee herself. Tlaib said she's outraged by the criticism that uh, Omar took for her remarks. So we'll get to the audio. And I contend that what you're about to hear is very fair of me to play for you because precisely of what I've said. This woman was never vetted. This woman was never examined. This woman was never reported on. This woman was never questioned seriously about who she is and what she intends to accomplish, other than the boilerplate uh, gibberish she always gives about representing uh, uh, underrepresented people right, or right, what have you. Right. Uh, hell, white politicians are claiming that. You've got white presidential candidates who are apologizing for being white. <laughs> so she. So this is a story, uh, the headline of which is Ilhan Omar in bizarre clip jokes about people saying al-Qaeda in menacing tone. Uh, this is a newly resurfaced clip of an old interview. Uh, and uh, just a minute. Uh, i got to set it up so you understand the context. I don't want Rashida Tlaib to be angry with me. And she's talking about when she was in college, she took a terrorism class. And the thing that was interesting in the class was that every time the professor said al-Qaeda, his shoulders went up. Omar said during an interview from 2013 
when she was an activist within the Somali community, chuckling as she imitated the professor saying Al-Qaeda and Hezbollah. Omar went on to contrast the way people say the names of terror groups and how they pronounce the names of Western powers. Uh, she mm. made these remarks during an interview on the show Belhadan on Twin Cities PBS that was first unearthed by Fox News in February. Omar's office did not respond to Fox News' request for comment on the clip. As, as news gatherers are attempting to, to now backtrack and understand this woman and vet her, she will not comment. Right. She will only take criticism of herself and spin it that she's continually being put upon as a victim. Uh, the sequence in question resurfaced this week, posted online by the Reagan Battalion, a conservative group, I would imagine, because, again, the left apparently is not concerned with her remarks. The left is not concerned that she's flippant and casual and dismissive of 9 11. going forward. Oh, and it quickly generated outrage from conservative commentators uh, amid the controversy over her dismissive language during a speech last month in which de- she described the September 11, 2001 terror attacks as some people did something. Care was found that after 9 11. Uh, no, it wasn't. No, by the way. it wasn't. No, no it wasn't. Uh, in Texas, a GOP. Uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw forcefully came out against Omar's language, calling out in a viral tweet, first member of Congress to ever describe terrorism who killed thousands of Americans as some people who did something. And he wrote, unbelievable. He didn't call for anyone to to, to uh, take harm, uh, give harm. Then the New York Post followed with that dramatic cover, an admittedly very dramatic cover. I, I'm okay with that cover. I was too. I thought it was, uh, it grabbed you right away and said, or pushing back. Omar's allies in Congress came out in defense of uh, the Congresswoman, with Representative Alexandria Occasional Cortex pointing out that Omar is a co sponsor of the September 11 Victim Compensation Fund law. She also accused Crenshaw of opposing that bill, tweeting, You refuse to co sponsor the 9 11 Victims Compensation Fund, yet you have the audacity to drum resentment towards Ilhan with completely out of context quotes. There's no out of context quotes by Crenshaw. And I don't understand the voting process here. I'm not going to be alarmed by no, it. No, there's no out-of-context quotes from Elon. That's what she's saying, that oh, yeah. Crenshaw took her quote out of context. Yeah, they're not. No. Words mean something. <laughs> I, I know what context means. Uh, Rashida Tlaib, meanwhile, told MSNBC that Omar's words were taken out of context. They do that all the time, especially women of color. They take our words out of context because they're afraid of us because we speak truth. We speak truth to power. Mm-hmm. All right. Again, uh, we don't know. Right that. to the women of color. Right to that. When none of that was brought up. And Crenshaw had to point out I never called you un American. I did not incite any violence against you. You described an act of terrorism on American soil that killed thousands of innocent lives as, quote, some people did something. It's still unbelievable to me, as is your response. And Crenshaw is absolutely uh, within his uh, realm there to, to push back. Now, that sets up. Let me go back here to uh, uh, the interview. This was an interview in 2013 when, uh, I guess, uh, young, younger Ilhan was just uh, flexing her uh, political aspirations, ah. uh, an activist in the Somali community. And she was being interviewed on the show, Bella Hadan. Look that up for me, Rook. B-E-L-A-H-D-A-N. Belhadan 
and it was on Twin Cities uh, PBS and uh, Fox News. And then, uh, you know, my detractors will say, well, of course it was Fox News. Well, B-E-L-B-E-H-B-E-L-A-H-D-A-N. B-E-L-A-H-D-A-N. And then type in uh, PBS. And maybe we'll get some information. Is that show still on, for example? Yeah, there it is. Minnesota's Middle Eastern Community Issues and Perspectives. Uh, the show is not scheduled to air soon, so apparently it airs infrequently. Oh, okay. But here is uh, Ilhan. I don't the, the host the host's name is not provided to us, but we do see the picture of him there on the on the internet. Uh, here is young Ilhan Omar uh, being interviewed on this uh, show on uh, PBS in 2013. Hang with me. I remember um, when I was in college, I took uh, a terrorism class. And is that a such thing? Yeah, there was. So there you was, go. Out, there is a lab for that. There was. A, there was a class that you. Do you go to lab? <laughs> no, go out we, a field we, trip we learned in, uh, the, the ideology of. I'm glad um, you do that. <laughs> and so it was. It was the the thing that was interesting in the class was every time the 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 professor said al qaeda he sort of like his shoulders yeah. went up and you know yeah he's in command like, here al qaeda you know hospital he's an expert and it, was, <laughs> and it was you know as what's his it, name as, what about his oh, name on the not, we, we what are does not he have saying his name uh, yeah. you, you probably get to see him on on CNN. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. I love those guys. But you know, but 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 it is it is that you don't say America with an yeah. intensity. You yeah. don't say England with yeah. an intensity. You yeah. know, you don't you don't say um, the army with an intensity. Kaida. <laughs> but you say these these names because you you want that that word to carry weight. Uh before I comment, I don't know if the music bed was part of that show. It was part of the clip. But was the music bed, it, it's unlikely that that, I guess what I'm saying is that music bed was unnecessary. You didn't put it in. It came with the clip. Right, that was provided. But that. That was not part of the original show, I can I, guarantee I, you. I would imagine that during the interview, uh, viewers were not hearing the uh the ominous piano tinkling right, or right. whatever it was. And I, I find that unfortunate. Uh, she needs to be attacked intellectually, not not in any other way. You don't need to set this up by playing an, an ominous little bed under it. I, the I, Halloween I, music. I, 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 I'm going to agree with anybody from Liberal Lakes who <laughs> finds that a little off-putting. But here's what I find fascinating about it. And I don't think I'm taking this out of context because I just heard what I heard. It seems to me that this helps us understand her saying that the terrorism attacks of September 11, 2001, was uh, some people did something. For in this audio, which was uh, 2013, six years ago, she seems to be uh, uh, providing moral equivalency between Al-Qaeda and England and the United States mm. and the Army, and she's she finds it amusing that uh, presumably Americans she finds it amusing 
that Americans would say Al-Qaeda or this professor would say Al-Qaeda with a with a distinction, with an emphasis. Mm-hmm. And she it, it seems to me that she finds that amusing because we don't say America with that kind of emphasis. Right. We don't say England with that kind of emphasis. We don't say the army with that kind of emphasis. And then she's chuckling. These two are having a little fun with this. But boy, they sure say it with uh, Al-Qaeda, don't they? Well, there is no moral equivalency between terrorism and America. There is no moral equivalency between terrorism and England. Mm -hmm. And there is no moral equivalency between terrorism and a legitimate fighting force for a free country. Hmm. Now, I might be stretching to say this helps us understand why just a month ago she said we had to start care because uh, uh, because some people did something, meaning blow up the Twin Towers in New York. But given this background from six years ago, she seems to be, and I, I, would, I would love if she'd ever agree to talk to us, because what I would ask her is, are you suggesting that there is a that the professor should have uh, not uh, given the word al-Qaeda a particular emphasis? Are you suggesting that there's a moral equivalency between terrorism and, and the United States? Can you play it once more to make sure I'm not taking anything out of context? And I, I personally apologize for that music. Had I been the news guy who put this, to, who found this clip, I would not have added the music to it. It's unnecessary. I remember um, when I was in college, I took uh, a terrorism class. And is that a such thing? Yeah, there was. So stop, you go, uh, stop, is a lab for stop. Okay, maybe the context I'm missing in trying to be completely fair here mm-hmm. is why why did that topic come up we don't is there a, a is there a way to find the whole interview i wonder now that we know that oh, there, you mean why did that topic come up in that yeah, setting? why did the the interviewer must have asked her something that led to her saying when i was in college i took a terrorism class right. rook begin to search for that whole interview we the show came up on a google search uh it, it, in fairness I don't know the context in which she was asked or why that came up, but I do know her answer. Continue. <laughs> do you go to lab? No, go we, 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 we learned the, the ideology of. I'm glad um, you do that. <laughs> and so it was. It was the the thing that was interesting in the class was every time the 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 professor said Al Qaeda, he sort of like his shoulders yeah. went up, and you know. Yeah, he's in command like, here. Al Qaeda, you know, hospital. He's an expert. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, as What's his it, name? As, what about his oh, name on the air? Not, we, we what does he have? saying his name. Uh, yeah. you, you probably get to see him on, on CNN. Uh, yeah, later. of course. I love those guys. But, you know, but, but, but it, is, it is that you don't say America with an yeah. intensity. You yeah. don't say England with yeah. an intensity. You yeah. know, you don't, you don't say um, the army with an intensity. Kaida. <laughs> But you say these these names because you you want that that word to carry weight. Yes, I, yes, I do want I do it too. to. I want it to carry weight, lady. And, and go, they're murderers. And go, go they're evil. In depth, even further with that, she's taking that opinion of one professor that mm-hmm. she had in one class in college to mean that that's the viewpoint of of everyone as a whole. That's that's how I'm understanding well, that. I, I, I'm understanding it differently. I, what I'm understanding is that. She was amused that a professor would have given verbal emphasis 
to the term Al-Qaeda, which, by the way, Al-Qaeda is not a country. No. But she's, she's also providing some moral equivalency that uh, she's likening it to, well, you don't say America with that emphasis. You don't say England. You don't say army. Well, America and, uh, and England are countries. Al-Qaeda is a terrorist group bent on killing as many people as possible. And this isn't an isolated incident with her or an isolated case of, 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 of viewpoints from her. We, we, we've seen so many examples of what she is revealing uh, herself and her viewpoints and her ideology, I'd be curious, because I do know a couple people that live in her district that did vote for her, I'd be curious if that's having an effect. If the people that did vote for her are seeing her now revealing her true colors and saying, oh my God, I didn't. this isn't what I voted for. In an attempt to continue to be a, a legitimate reporter, and I'm not doing any reporting, it was a video or audio that we came across what i still need to find and rookie you're working on yes what i i would need the whole interview Mm -hmm. uh although i don't know uh how that would change much i'm more than willing to to entertain the suspicion the the suggestion that hearing the old the whole interview might change my thinking but i don't know how it would change my reaction to her Quite literally, uh, trying to uh, associate some moral equivalency between Al. In other words, you should say Al Qaeda just like you say America. Mm-hmm. In other words, it doesn't mean any difference to her. That well, I find this appalling because it's appalling. Because if she gets elected, reelected, excuse me, we're in a lot more trouble than I already think we are now. Because it it, it proves two things. Number one. The vast majority of the people that vote for the likes of Elon Omar are really not paying attention, or even worse, they don't care. Right. I'm afraid it would be a combination of the two. Uh, and I, I, I suggest to you that it was fair for me, or fair for any news gatherer, to play that from 2013, uh, given her current remarks mm-hmm. and given the fact that this woman was never grilled for one moment about who she is. And, it, and I'm not saying she's not an American. But this was even during a campaign. A campaign when the norm right now... What campaign would she be involved in in 2013? No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying when, when, later on when she ran for office, she was not... Um, they didn't dig in. All, all that was said about her was first Muslim, first woman. You know, I could get out there in the black helicopter world. I can do that. You choose not to. I don't do it. But <laughs> I guess if I was going to, I would say, how could she have spent about 10 minutes in the Minnesota legislature and suddenly the next thing you know, she's a U.S. congresswoman? She she has no background whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Now, many of them don't. Uh, either does occasional cortex. Uh, either does uh, Rashida Tlaib. These are uh, these are firebrands. Mm-hmm. These are uh, these are uh, the fresh new face bleep stirrers. Yeah. They're uh, they're fresh new faces. Uh, so I can't I can't uh, I can't focus my concern on Omar because she doesn't have experience. Too many of the people we elect have no experience whatsoever. Because I have a good friend. He's as left as left can be, who also listens to this show every right. day. That's, I referenced you, you, him earlier in the show. Did you he, really? He took me to test. I still love the guy. It doesn't matter. But but I'm going to see him over the weekend, and, we'll, and this will come up just because that's what we do. We still we'll talk 
about the twins and whatever. But do this will I know come this up. person? Yeah, you've met him. You've met him. He's a great guy. Okay, then. But, and- but I'm going to ask him. You heard, you saw this. You heard these comments. Are you going to vote for her again? Well, no. Ask him. Uh, ask him. Is Suchere wrong? He is suggesting that she is uh, insisting there's a moral equivalency, at least in the way a name should be said, right. between Al-Qaeda and America. I'll get a text because he's going to listen to the show when I post it at 3 o'clock. You, well, know what the, you know what the Mysterians are saying? That Al-Qaeda is no different than our evil military. That's what the Mysterian oof, would say. Oof. And Mysterians don't like people. I think, and don't like this country, I think the main thing I want to know about her is... Do you like America? I'm not suggesting she's not American. But every every fiber of my instinct suggests she would much prefer this to be a different America, which makes her a Mysterian. And... Uh, we're desperately. But, but wait a minute. I think I, I give me a give me a moment here. But yeah. I, I think Joe, I think this it. is so much so much more dangerous than than what you're suggesting. Do, do you know what I'm saying? I think what I'm hearing from her continually is so much more than a left leaning philosophy. Oh yeah, she's she's taking that left leaning philosophy to a new level. She's she's raising the bar. What does that? What did that headline say? No, this is it. That's the clip. Yeah, but I what really, really wish we could Full find you. That's your job, Brooke. You got. I don't care if we don't hear it till next week. You got to find me that whole interview. Hey, That's our out. attempt to be as fair as hey, possible. Hey, Sometimes you can't see crap in front of you because you're not looking at it. What? This is the full. That's what I'm telling you. This oh. is the full. Oh. But I want it now, I damn it. it now. And if you have to jump off a cliff, right. I want you to find then it. Then play it. Let's, can we get sound off this, Reeves? Why don't we do this? Let's step aside for a moment and let's let's preview it before we just randomly throw it on the old podcast. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Well, I want to hear this. <laughs> no, See? we need to do this. We need to be fair here. I get we don't it. need Rashida Tlaib calling us a bunch of racists. Which is why we should preview it before we play what, it. What, you're afraid of language? Yes. Okay. I don't think she's got a foul mouth, does she? I don't know. How about we'll take a break and come right back? Let's do that. You have been inundated with countless home and auto insurance ads lately. Did you listen to the ads? What were they telling you? They are on your side? Well, I hope so. They've seen a few things. That's pretty obvious. I truly don't know about this one. You're in good hands and double check. What's that? What does any of this do for you? Nothing. They are all one company with one agent and no options. Call the Canopy Group. Their message is clear. You get 16 companies and 20 professionals. As your home and auto insurance needs change, the Canopy Group will help you find another insurance company to meet your individual needs. No fancy ads, just the simple promise of providing you with the best insurance coverage at the best price. New clients enjoy an average savings of over $600. Call the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit online at thecanopygroup.com. What do you got going, boy? 
I think we could have got her in tonight, don't you? No, I don't think so. Yeah, come on, man. come on. Huh. The infield might be a little slow when those ground balls are in a foot of snow, but uh, that, I think we could have got her played. They'll be lucky it's to play stopped. tomorrow. I know they will. Yeah. I think it stopped, though, right? It stopped at least, right? Now. The heavy stuff's not coming down for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a two-shuggler yesterday. I might have to do it again, man. Unbelievable. You had a what yesterday? A two-shoveler. I did the early morning shovel, and then I had to do the later-in-the-day shovel when it was all splashed. Well, and I got an announcement to make. You have beaten me to space management because I ain't touching it. Oh, you're waiting for... You're waiting for old Sal. I'm waiting for old Sal, Bobby. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Is old Sal ever going to show up? Come on. So, Sal will show up Tuesday, maybe. Okay. I know. What's wrong with 64? What's wrong with a nice little 64? I don't get it. Are you paying attention to the Masters today? I am heading home to watch it right now. I have not as of yet, but uh, we don't. We, we start the TV at 2, right? Yes, sir. And uh, you know what that means? Eldrick, we're going to see every shot Eldrick, Eldrick takes because he's got the late tee time today after having the early tee time yesterday. Yeah, I don't know what the current, uh, well, we're getting it right now. I don't know what the current leaderboard looks like. Well, make sure he's not giving you the updates from Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, that's, he's uh, done that the, before. It's wise the counsel. latest stop in Medellin. Molinari, <laughs> six under through 13. Poulter, five under through 14. Jason Day, five under through 11. Kepka. Five under through ten, and uh, Kazire four under through whatever he is, and uh, we don't know. Up. They're not turning up. I wonder if the wind's blowing. It's I don't know. Over the weekend, I guess. But uh, I boy, I, you know what? I picked uh, just off the top of my head. I picked Rob the other day, but when I'm looking at it, I love Molinari. Man, is he playing good? Yeah, he never makes any mistakes. Just hits it down the middle and then, you know, hits it close and can make a putt. He never hits it in the woods, you know. Uh, Kepka's not a bad choice either. He can play. Well, uh, you know what? We're going to get uh, this uh, June, right? Remember, uh, I don't think he remember when Curtis Strange was trying to win three in a row and he lost about 40 pounds. And right. Like he was emaciated. I don't think that's, I think, I don't think Kepka's going to lose those muscles. No. As he tries to become the first guy to ever win three U.S. Open. What do you think of Hollis Kabner's uh, belief that he can lure Tiger here for the 3M? I believe that's good promotion on uh, Tiger and uh, Hollis. <laughs> and if it were to occur, uh, then uh, then he is the master of all time. Yes, now, that's true. Now, my theory is Phil has already been told he's the big guy when he comes in. I would if, if I actually had Phil in my pocket. I don't think I'd be. Uh, because Phil wants to come and be the guy that gets all the cheers, right? Right. That's the only reason he's going to come to a new event. So uh, I'm very nervous. We don't we we don't want to chase Phil out by uh, by uh, pretending like we're romancing Tiger. Okay. But, uh, and my other theory, and I expressed this yesterday, is you don't want to give him too much too soon, right? If you, all of a sudden if you give him Tiger and Phil and about five other stars the first year. Then you come back the second year and you don't have those guys. People you say, what the hell is this? You want, you want, to, you want to dip your toe in, I yeah. think, and say, hey, we got Phil coming and maybe Tiger next year. Do you like your ball club's road trip? Well, they don't play enough. To, yeah. You know, I, you know what? I saw you. The Seattle Mariners, who, by the way, were supposed to be terrible and uh, were, were rebuilding, have, have hit 
35 home runs, and they played 15 games. Isn't that something? We played 10. Right. Our boys have played 10. This is ridiculous. Right. Uh, what a stupid schedule. Uh, this, you know, they all these uh, until today, all the off days were scheduled off days. It's not the Twins' fault. It's the dumbass schedule maker. But it, it's been really hard to get a read on what you got going on here because nobody, you know, you never play. It's uh, ridiculous. You, you know, what's what's the stat now? I think uh, thirty nine games in the next forty days. So. Okay, so yeah, Pat, boys, we'll we'll find out about that bullpen now. So Patrick, uh, I get the uh, the baseball package on my phone. So me and yes. the kid, you know, we could watch any game we wanted to at night. What do we choose to do? Watch the Orioles to see if Chris Davis can still keep his streak alive. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, what is it? Fifty-six. Oh God, it's great, Pat. What's he going to do? Is he, I'm serious. Is he going to go see a doctor, a psychiatrist? <laughs> what? What in God's name is he going to do? Is he going to take the money? Well, well, hell yes, if they give it to him. Ninety. They owe him ninety-two million. Oh. <laughs> What happened? What happened? He used to make contact, and now he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Hell, I could have come up with that answer. Ryan Howard, what, 12 years ago, was the best hitter in the National League. He was the MVP, and suddenly he couldn't catch up with the the new fastball, the, the better fastball, and this is the same case. This guy could not catch up with a fastball, letters the belly, and uh, they just throw it by him, and he goes, misses and misses and misses. Now, I told you last week, I did see him hit a home run this spring yeah. against our fighting twinks at uh, Hammond Stadium. But that might have been his last hit. I don't know. To it a certain. Sad, I, guess. I guess he's really a good guy, but, you know, let's let's not hope he harms himself. You know, let's right. not, you know, like, uh, you know. Keep him away from sharp objects. I, I threw out a theory to Joe Pat that I think the Orioles are just going to keep putting him out there, hoping he retires so they don't have to pay him ninety-two million dollars. Uh, well, I don't know. I, you know, once once he gets to be old fifty, over fifty-six, what the hell, Pat? The only <laughs> other sport I, mean, I can. The, okay, the only other sport I can make this analogous to is golf, where you see a guy like, well, look at Spieth. Spieth can't, can't hit a fairway. Uh, Ian Baker Finch. Ian, Ian Baker, Baker Finch. Finch. One of the great players in the country, and all of a sudden he couldn't hit it within two fairways of where he was aiming. Right. But, yeah, it is it is like that. But, uh, you know, when he gets a hit, they're going to break into newscasts. <laughs> right. You know, Fox, CNN, and MSNBC are going to stop talking about Trump and break into this, man. It's going to be great yeah. it's, if he gets a hit. I hope he, You know, four years ago when he got this contract, Joe, he would just, the pitch away, he would just, in Camden Yards is the hitter's ballpark of all time. He'd just serve it out to left field if they pitched him away. Just, just. With a, you know, two-thirds of a swing, he did home runs to left field. And I don't know if he's panicked and is trying to pull everything down or what the hell he's doing, but it is, uh, it is uh, you know, it's it's the most excitement we've had in baseball since Burke was trying to keep that home run allowed streak going. Right. got up to 20 games there. That was uh, – that was uh, that was very eventful there, and ended up giving up fifty. But that was that was fun too. But, See, uh, I haven't uh, talked to you on the air since the conclusion of the uh, basketball tournament, but we got some pretty good basketball, didn't we? It was a fine final. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a good battle, and uh, yes, we did not need the Dukes. It was uh, pretty dang good, and 
Now, I have talked to some uh, veteran uh, at Final Four goers who said it was a horrendous viewing experience inside the stadium, mm-hmm. uh, that they, somehow they managed to set this up so that the seats were even further away from the court than they normally are. And uh, Now, that was not, however, what we read in the, uh, in the uh, column of the veteran of veteran uh, sports columnists who uh, I think it was today or maybe yesterday suggest this was one of the great Final Fours ever contested. Mm-hmm. So here because it's uh, because of the fine facility, but uh, that's uh, might not be an objective uh, take on it. I got that from uh, a couple other guys that uh, were very disappointed that they thought they had fairly good seats and how far away they were from the action. So. Are you going to be in the ball yard over the weekend? Well, I'll get there one of those days, but. Uh, they're going to have to guarantee me they're kicking off at 110. I'm not coming down there for a snow delay. Right. We're still plowing snow out of there. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, they supposedly have the uh, the most, hey, oh, i got to tell you this. you got to go look at your soccer stadium at Midway, man. I, I've seen it. Yeah, I missed the have day, in, damn it. Have you been inside? No, I have not. Oh, un- unbelievable. The best. The best stadium ever built in this town. Really? And yeah, it's fantastic. It really is. I mean, they they never missed a bet, and uh, it's uh, it's it's really nice. Now, I wrote about it for tomorrow, and I had to point out they're having a soccer opener against some team. I have no idea who, but uh, good luck to them. Well, maybe the key to that it's only twenty thousand seats. You can make it pretty intimate yeah. with twenty thousand oh, yeah. seats. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they, I mean, there's. You know, as the old saying goes, there isn't a bad seat in the house because I think they said the furthest anybody is is 135 feet from the action. When you were in there, were you wearing a scarf? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not into that scarf. <laughs> I don't know. They really, they really you know, want you to be. With this, I'm a feminine enough with these bad boobs of mine. I don't need to be walking around with a scarf. <laughs> Like, uh, Better yeah. question, Patrick. How many Next of it? Next thing you know, I'll be hanging out in the saloon and wearing a scarf. How many of Joe's hard-earned tax dollars are going towards that facility? Zero. That was pretty privately built. Yep. I mean, we gave we probably gave him a little corner over there. Well, he threw some curbing got, in and streets and stuff. Sure. Yeah, they got thirty acres. No yeah. parking. Yeah. There's no parking. I'll tell you one thing: they aren't ruining a great neighborhood, no. so nobody can complain about that. Right. Did you do a sample? You know what? You know where uh, I had to uh, stop and get a Diet Coke when I left there yesterday? The Hardee's that's right there? Yep, on Hamlin. They can take a little extra money and do something about the drive through parking lot. <laughs> Your life, there, there have been small vehicles lost in the drive through there. <laughs> Come on, you're, you're discouraging drive through business. you got a hole like seven feet wide to drive through there. Come on, let's let's spruce up there. You're getting soccer fans, Hardys. Let's go. Okay, wait a minute. Stop. Time out. So you left that that food frenzy <laughs> at, uh, at Allianz Soccer Field. Where it started, yes. And then you went to Hardy's. <laughs> What the hell is wrong with you? You could have had a Cecil's hot pastrami. All I got was a Diet Coke. I did not get any of the better. Oh, my God. Cecil's hot pastrami awaited you, and you went and got a Diet Coke at Hardee's. 
I'm sure. I tell you what, though, I'd like to own the beer hall that they have there, the brew hall, which is going to be open Thursday, Friday. Uh, no matter if they got a game or not, which they don't. And then on football weekends, yep. it's, they're kicking her open at 7 a.m. So you can watch soccer from Europe, but then you can watch NFL games. I'll be damned. I'll be yeah. damned. Just put them on light rail and send them home. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> roll them in a little ball and let's go. <laughs> we'll Joe, talk. They got, they got standing room for 2,900 knotheads, and those tickets are all sold. Oh, boy. So they can God. sit there and sing songs like a bunch of guys wearing scarves. <laughs> we'll talk to you later, sir. Goodbye. Thank you. See, I want to remind you that uh, R.F. <laughs> Moeller Jeweler was founded 68 years ago by Bob Moeller. I ran into Bobby Moeller last night, Bob's kid, part of the family. They provide uh, service, and in 68 years, they've not only acknowledged service, they've embraced it. That's their that's their key. They have six goldsmiths with a combined 200 years of jewelry repair experience. They'll repair and restore your heirlooms. Every piece taken in for repair is inspected. Your jewelry never leaves the store. That's the key. Two Rolex-trained watchmakers on staff with 40 years of experience and a full-time appraiser who's done work for the FBI, the BCA, and numerous banks and trust companies, so you're getting the straight dope. And if you mention that you heard us uh, bragging about Moeller on the GL podcast, they'll replace your watch battery at no charge. You're going to enjoy the experience and the service you get from any of the RF Moeller jewelry stores, 50th in France and Edina. Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, or online at rfmoller.com. Now. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. We got so wrapped up. We got so wrapped up in the Ilhan Omar uh, audio we were playing that we uh, we forgot that it was regular Friday time for Patrick Schwartz. Why is no one calling? Prior to, prior to prior to Patrick coming on the air, we listened to quite a bit of the interview. It was conducted by Ahmed Tharwat. Yes, Ahmed and, Tharwat. And uh, I, as I suspected, there was no music bed under it. There's it's just uh, Ahmed Tharwat talking to Ilhan Omar, and uh, the context. Uh, is 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 perfectly intact. Uh, they were talking about uh, terrorism, uh, but here's what we want to do. We're going to do two things. On Monday, we'll provide you enough of the interview so that you can understand her remarks when it came to prov- what I'm contending is her attempting to. Uh, provide moral equivalency between al-Qaeda and anything else in the world. Right. And the other thing we're going to do is when this podcast is over today, I'm going to call Ahmed Tharwat, the interviewer of Ilhan Omar six years ago, and invite him to come on the show. Sure. Uh, because uh, he's already gotten wind of what he's calling the right-wing nuts at Fox, getting a hold of his interview with her and taking it out of context. I'm not finding it having been taken out of context. They're both, what I heard, and we'll play this for you Monday so you can draw your own conclusions. What I heard the two essentially agreeing with is that it's one, there's there's a lot of violence in the world committed by governments, mm-hmm. by which they met, met most principally uh, the United States, and that the violence committed by terrorists 
uh, is violence committed by unelected people responding to governments. Does that make sense? Is that what? Yes, yes. Uh, I, I gathered that as well because they did say uh, Bush, uh, Obama. These these presidents got to go into countries and pretty much flex their muscle. Take me to uh, write down uh, his contact information so that when this podcast is over, I'm going to get a hold of Ahmad Tharwat. Uh, we know damn well she won't come on with us. Correct. Well, he's a TV host and public speaker at uh, AH Media TV, and uh, I'll be more than happy to say, uh, uh, help us uh, understand uh, your belief that your interview is being taken out of context. And uh, we'll see if he wants to come on. I doubt if he's heard of us. I don't know. Do, do we have a lot of uh, uh, people from the Arab community who listen to Garage Logic? Uh, we might. I'm, I'm sure we do because there's a lot of um, gar- garage logician knows no region, no religion, no gender. It's, okay, are you going to get all this dope for me? Yeah, I've got an address already and I've got an email as well. Say one size rarely fits anyone. That's why there's choices in this world, and that's why Federated Mutual Insurance Company tailors its insurance programs to individual businesses offering property and casualty, life, disability, income insurance. Their marketing representatives are the best in the business because they get to know you and how your business works, and this allows them to customize the coverage you need. They'll take care of your driving needs with auto liability. They'll take care of this uh, modern age we live in with data compromise coverage. Your business is unique. You need an insurance carrier who treats it that way. Get in touch with a federated insurance marketing representative to see how their second-to-none service can help your business thrive. Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. Yes? Uh, I was just going to throw out there, because I, I didn't get a chance to listen to yesterday's podcast, but the, the, the issue of care being developed after 9-11, have we established the fact that it was founded in 1994? Well, that's that's what what rational people understand is that because uh, uh, it was sent care, to us. Care wasn't founded after nine eleven. Okay, because a bunch of GLers uh, wanted us to know that, so I didn't know if that came up yesterday or not. I apologize. Yeah. On a lighter political note, let's but, go to. But uh, Monday, Monday, we're we're returning to this uh, not only to play. Uh, more of the interview with you from six years ago, mm-hmm. uh, but also we will be extending an invitation to Mr. Tharwat. Okay. All right. Fact, we know are you, doing that? are you doing that right now? I'm looking for a number, yes. All right. On a lighter political note? Please, please. Uh, Tim provides this link to a story. A central theme of all the Democratic candidates is how much they care about people of color. Right? We can all agree sure. with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which includes Hispanics. But politics has discovered that many of their Spanish website pages appear to be created by simply cutting and pasting their English language pages into the Google Translate function. The result is awkward or even unintelligible Spanish language pages. In particular, Politico calls out Amy Klobuchar. On her website, Klobuchar humble bragged about how her grandfather saved money in a coffee can to send her dad to college. But the Spanish translation says that her grandfather mailed her father to college. Perhaps that explains Jim's unintelligible writing style. (laughs) These types of idiotic translations occur if you don't really have a significant relationship with anyone who speaks Spanish. Does Amy Klobuchar not know a single Hispanic, either a volunteer or paid staffer, well enough to ask them to translate a couple of pages from English to Spanish? 
And if you are truly close to the Spanish-speaking community, wouldn't some of your followers have already read these pages and stepped forward to tell you that they make no sense? And here's the story from... uh, Business Insider, I believe, or this insider. Democrats running in 2020 are being accused of using Google Translate for their Spanish language sites, some of which are so bad they hardly make sense. Isn't that something? Uh, Let's see. What does this say here? Former congressional staffer Frederick Valdez III first brought attention to the issue in January when he tweeted that Senator Kamala Harris said she had wasted her life fighting for the people of America on her Spanish language page. Oh, my God. The magazine Latino Rebels pointed out that Harris's text shared striking similarities with an automated translation, only that some of that Google Translate is actually clearer. Harris' campaign has since corrected the text on the website, and although Latino rebels still criticized awkward word-to-word translations, Politico found that her site was one of the best among Democratic candidates with large error-free passages. Other candidates fared much worse. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar's website includes passages that look to be almost entirely copied from Google Translate. The auto-generated text includes expressions that do not translate from English into Spanish. In one example... Uh, on Klobuchar's site, she discusses how her grandfather saved money in a coffee can in the basement to send my dad to college. This idiom does not translate neatly into Spanish, with Klobuchar and Google Translate both using the Spanish word NVR, which is usually used in the context of sending mail. Klobuchar's campaign spokesman told Politico that it has hired a professional translator who was a native <laughs> Spanish speaker to translate the site. It's just uh, they're finding similar mistakes on Senator Elizabeth Warren Spanish site. The most obvious obvious example was a button on Warren's site that in English said, "I'm not sure yet," but was directly translated into Spanish, rendering it as the as the uh, virtually nonsensical. In reality, I am not on and have here for what? What? <laughs> that was what the button translated to. <laughs> uh, the error has now been fixed, and so it just shows you that these uh, frauds. Uh, are pandering to get, for example, Hispanic vote, and they quickly run out and load up their website with what they believe to be Spanish-friendly missives, only to discover that in the translation using Google Translate, they weren't. None of them were making any sense whatsoever. Ah, so they get get little, um, a little uh, a bite to the butt, so to speak. You know what this is, don't you? Um, Masters weekend, that too, and Scrabble, Scramble Friday. Scramble oh, Friday. Let me remind you, we're returning to the Ilhan Omar interview during Monday's podcast. We'll do two things: we'll uh, play more of the interview. It's without music, by the way, in its entirety. Yeah. Well, it's no, we won't because it's about thirty-five minutes. But I mean, it's it's not it's the actual interview. It's not being you know, cut up or right, whatever. Right, yeah, right. And then we'll also ask the interviewer. Uh, Ahmed Tharwad, mm-hmm. to uh, be my pleasure to talk to him. To clear up anything that might be misconstrued. To, if there was anything taken out of context, we want to hear it straight from you. Because he's already reacting to the clip we did play for you, saying this is a right-wing spin and they're taking everything out of context. I, 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 I will disagree with him uh, in the event he chooses to join okay. us. Uh, don't forget, this weather's going to change. You know it's going to change. Get a hold of DennisKirk.com for all your motorcycle parts and needs. $89 order ship free, and they pay return shipping on helmet and apparel products. DennisKirk.com. Order by 8 o'clock today. You'll get it tomorrow.
The Sands is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music. The music of Count Basie and his great band... Isn't it good to have the scramble I'll say. Hello, old friend. Hello, friends. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, Kenny. How did all these people get in my room? That was spot on. Wow. Wow. That was Did you bras nail it? Yes. Nice job, Damn, right we did. See, if you're at a Moeller jewelry store over the uh, over the weekend, uh, and you're going to enjoy the experience. It's great service. It's family operated for 68 years. Tell them you're pleased to hear uh, Moeller uh, as one of our GarageLogic partners, and they'll uh, change your watch battery at no charge. They're at uh, 50th and France in Edina, Ford and Cleveland in St. Paul, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, and at rfmolar.com. I'm not going to leave you high and dry on the uh, Ilhan. I, I, I want us to be maybe taking the lead and attempting to discover if, if we're on the up and up in wondering about this woman. Uh, I don't want to wonder about her unfairly. Uh, what we discovered today was uh, that Fox News unearthed this six-year-old video, that was her interview that was taken here, uh, was done here on PBS, uh, right, Rook? It was done here in the Twin Cities. Uh, I believe so, yes. And when she was uh, merely but a Somali activist uh, uh, beginning her ascendancy. And uh, there's already been reaction by the interviewer uh, who's gotten wind of the facts that the fact that Fox put this out there and he's insisting that everything's been taken out of context. It's an interview in which I believe she's equating uh, some moral equivalency between Al-Qaeda and any other entity in the world, and I find that preposterous. But we're uh, the minute we're done podcasting today, we're going to reach out to Ahmed Tharwat mm-hmm. and invite him on the show. And uh, short of that, if he accepts, great. Uh, either way, we'll play more of the interview for you so that you can draw your own conclusions about uh, if that clip that we played has been taken out of context. We listened, uh, well, during before Patrick, we took a long break, and we right. listened to about 10 minutes of the interview, and I, I, was, I, I wasn't hearing anything taken out of context. They, when they, they were talking about terrorism, and then that's when you heard her say, you know, when I was in college, I took a course on right. terrorism, and he was amused by that. and uh, Had a good laugh. And, and uh, so that's coming up Monday. We're going to all leave here right now and go back out to the, uh, green room and make notes and reach out to Mr. Tharwat. This is not going, this news, and again, I, I like when you uh, spoke to, and garage logicians are pretty smart, but just stay away from the extremely negative personal attacks. They don't help. No, no. This this is a woman whose who's, uh, uh, decision making and whose agenda I would like to question intellectually. I just want to know what's up here. Mm-hmm. What's up? What's going what's the on? Deal what's, with that? what's the deal with your deal? <laughs> <sighs> She's a very glib young woman, isn't she? She's a, she very can much speak. So. She can speak. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, this was six years ago. You can tell she's going places. Right. She's uh, And that's why she was uh, tapped as the 
uh, Somali communities got us, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to find out more. Uh, uh, snow's going to go away, boys. Don't worry. I'm not practicing. Do you believe that? This is the, uh, one of the most shameful moments in my life. To you, learn that Pat shoveled twice. Yeah. Above or below setting the hump on fire? This is worse than setting the hump on fire. Ooh, just throwing Pat, your arms up and saying, um, I'm done when Pat's I'm, been I'm out there. I'm done. And Pat went out and did physical labor. How big is Pat's shovel? What do you think is, is it? No, it's kid shovel. Yeah, it's just a little teeny single blade. There's no curve on it. And it's just, I'm going to drag. He just drags. He doesn't shovel. Wait, we're going to find out it was the, the ice chipper. Yes, it That's was the deal, right. <laughs> I shovel very much twice. I, I wonder why. Okay. Where was his guy? He's got a guy. Oh, the guy must have been busy. Oh, no, no. No way in hell he extends that uh, contract through April. Yeah, he's April 1st and he's done. He's no, April no, 1st. No, no, but I, yeah, I was down at his place. Um, April 1st. Wi-Fi is off. Is it really? We are. Wi-Fi is done. I got to tell the girls that the Wi-Fi is done. <laughs> yes, it was. Man, I wish everybody could. I wish everybody could visit Patrick's place with everything. The freshly brand wrapped. New. It's it's basically brand, everything is brand new. Right. <laughs> I did. How big's the, the TV? Uh, I'm sure it's a TCL. It's a. I'm sure it's about the size of the TCL here. It's, yeah. It's good picture. Yeah. But there is no Wi-Fi. Unless you go to the pool or the library, <laughs> they have a, their complex has a library. Really, uh, a legitimate theater. Mary Queen of Scots was being played. Did you wow. find Waterline? Was Waterline in the library? Oh my God! My friend at the airport uh, saw a lady coming off a, a, a trip, and she was reading Mad River. Really? My friend at the airport had a very good discussion about good. John Camp and Joe Sushir. John Camp's joining us, by the way. Oh, good. I think April 24th through 25th, he's in town with the new book, Neon Prey, the 29th Lucas Davenport novel, and he'll be uh, in the podcast studio with us. GarageLogic.com. Check it out. The features page. New Greg Holcomb cartoon. We'll see you next time.